This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. I'm Kate Bendel, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. Join me every second Tuesday at 10.30 as we explore all things to know about yoga. My passion is to open the doors of this powerful practice to the community and to share that passion with you. The Dunedin Yoga Lady, fortnightly on Tuesdays at 10.30 on ORFM and podcast from oar.org.nz. Good morning and thank you for joining me. I'm Kate Bendel, the host of the show, The Dunedin Yoga Lady. So the show obviously is about yoga um, and thank you for listening. Maybe you're someone who already practices yoga or maybe you're just curious. So what the show is about mainly is one of the less lesser known aspects of yoga and that's chanting so yoga is a huge philosophy and within that vast philosophy there are many practices for us here in the west most of us are familiar now I'd say most people have an idea of what yoga is and largely that seems to be an understanding that it's those postures you know the the physical things that we see people do and that is definitely a part of yoga. How, however, it has become disproportionately represented in the West. If in India, that's a fraction of yoga. It's a tiny drop of what yoga actually is. And it's interesting, and maybe that's another episode about how that has become such an enormous part of it here. And it's a great part. I'm not knocking that. It, it was my path, and I know a lot of people, it is a very significant, powerful path of their own well-being and their own health journey. Um, and it's not one or the other. Like, nowadays for me, my primary practice is chanting. And there's many reasons for that. And one is actually age. I'm 56. When I first started yoga, I was 18, and I really would not have been interested in chanting at all. I would have really turned my nose up at that, to be quite honest. Um, And I really needed and wanted, and it was suitable and appropriate that I did a physical practice. However, at 56, I have other needs. I have a, I've changed there's a different degree of consciousness. There's a different degree of um, what's appropriate for me now in my life, actually, and what serves me better. And that's one of the reasons that now chanting is by far the more dominant part of my practice as opposed to asana. But also there is the, the length of time that um, I've been practicing in the proper understanding of yoga, it's it's a journey that goes from the gross to the subtle. Like if we remember actually why are we doing yoga, what's, what's it for? Um, it goes well beyond this somewhat limited idea that we get in the West where yoga's kind of fallen into the fitness industry to some degree. 
it's far more significant and wide-reaching and deep than that. It's about the the evolution of consciousness and that that discovering the the deeper self and that connection with um, that nameless one. You know, there's many names, um, and so that journey usually starts in a more sort of working on the grosser layers. And the grosser layer is the physical. Our physical body is the is the most gross dimension. Not not gross as in that's gross, but you know the the thicker, the most material. And so that's where we start. And so a physical practice is absolutely appropriate. But over time, if the yoga is working and it's making that transformation, if it's kind of very broadly speaking, what yoga is doing, it's a process of clearing away the blockages, clearing away our conditioning, clearing away our trauma so that we can actually connect with that permanent deeper self which in in yoga has many names I'll just use the word swar here but it's like it's that eternal aspect of ourselves and so if our physical practice is appropriate and doing what it is really meant to be doing there comes a time that we don't need to keep clearing out so much it's like if we've done the work we've cleared ourselves and so that's when we would come start leaning into the more subtle practices, which are pranayama, which is working with the breath. But it's more than the breath. It's actually working with energy. That's why it's called pranayama. It's working with your prana via the breath. And meditation, these, these kind of interior, very subtle practices. Whereas in, in yoga, you wouldn't, as a beginner on the path of yoga, whether you're 50 or 12 I think you wouldn't generally sit down and just go bang on into meditation not if you're following the path of hatha yoga if you're following the path of hatha yoga you would start with the physical and there may be a tiny bit of pranayama and a tiny bit of meditation and a, and some a tiny bit of chanting but over the journey of your yoga life you know and we're talking 20 30 40 50 60 year journey like yoga really is for your whole life the the balance of those practices will change and the amount of time and your practice spent on the physical will become increasingly less and the time that you spend on the inner practices the more subtle practices the meditation the pranayama the chanting will become increasingly more so, you know, I've been on the journey a while. And so that's reflected in the balance of, of my practice. But in saying that, I'm also aware that some people listening to this may already be 40, 50, 60, 70. And if, if that's the case, sometimes your entry point, if you're, if you're not coming in, as a youngster, which is how you did traditionally. You know, we need to remember yoga is a very ancient tradition and it came out of a, t a time and a culture where children were initiated into yoga at a very young age, actually, usually around seven. 
that's not us now for most of us. So if you're interested in yoga and you're sort of getting into your, you know, past your physical prime, which I don't know, people can argue when or when that is, but I think we'd all agree by 40, it's, it's over. We're not in our prime and we, we're changing physically. If that's the case, yes, you can, you can do a physical practice, but it may be that it's more appropriate to actually come in with some of those more subtle practices. It may be more suitable that actually you pick up the philosophy or the chanting or the pranayama or the meditation. So I just wanted to clarify that in case you are listening and thinking, oh, have I missed the boat? You know, if I haven't done yoga yet and I'm already 50, no, you haven't. Um, and it's also possible that maybe you're going to do a slightly different journey that isn't so heavy on the physical ever. I have dear friends who are devoted yogis who came in later in life and they've just never done that asana part. I mean, they learn the basics and they, and they, do, they do do it because all of us keep that up. They never say, drop your asana completely we just do a lot less of it. It's almost like a maintenance thing. So chanting may be, may be the way you come in. So I'm, there's going to be some chanting lessons happening in Dunedin in 2023, which is very exciting for me to be teaching these very precious teachings. And they're very accessible. I think that's what makes it really exciting for me that there might be people listening now who think actually maybe chanting is something that I want to do it's you don't have to be a singer I will remind you I talked about it last week there's only three notes in Vedic chanting singing is not my thing I have a lot of kind of vulnerability around singing I'm not a confident singer I really wouldn't sing in front of people and yet chanting here I am chanting on the radio it's because chanting is very different from singing and so if you're interested but you think oh I'm a terrible singer that's kind of perfect in some ways it's so different that if you're not a good singer it's really is a powerful way to start finding your voice and getting the benefits of that. So today we're going to have a little look at the Gayatri Mantra. I'm going to chant it for you and then we'll talk about it a little bit. And the reason I've chosen the Gayatri Mantra is that it is perhaps the most common widespread mantra, I think. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Vedic chanting expert by any means. I'm fairly new to this, so I just need to <laughs> clarify if there's someone out there that's a Sanskrit um, expert or knows more than I do, I apologise if I'm making that mistake. From my limited understanding, the Gayatri Mantra is used widely and it is the, the mantra that many, many students are initiated into first. My understanding in the, the Vedic culture that if there's any mantras or rituals or things being performed, that the Gayatri mantra is often recited beforehand. 
So in, in the tradition that I come from anyway. So before we do the Gayatri, I'm going to chant a short prayer just to pay respects to the, the lineage where my teachings have come from, and that's the lineage of Krishnamacharya. Shri Krishnavagi Shayati Shvarapyam Samprapta Chakrankana Pashasaram Shri Nut Narangentrayatau Samapitasvam Shri Krishna Maryang Guru Varyamidhe Virodhe Kartike Masse Shatatara Kritodayam Yoga Charyang Krishna Maryam Guru Varyamaham Bhaji Shishikam Krishna Maryasya Natavam Shapradipakam Kalyana Kunarupantam Shri Deshikam Namamyaham Prashanta Purushakaram Viniyoga Pracharakam Visheshavaidikam Surim Tamdeshikam Smaramyaham Shri Guru Pyo Namaha Harihi So let's have a little talk about what is the Gayatri Mantra and then I will go ahead and chant it for you. So the Gayatri Mantra is a chant that honours the sun. The sun has huge significance in, in Vedic culture and I suspect probably in all indigenous cultures it is the source of light. Um, if you think about it, the sun was the only source of light on earth for thousands of years. Yes, there was the moon, but really the moon is also the, the sun's light. So the sun is incredibly significant, both literally, like it is the source of life, but also in any um, in, in a spiritual context, it's the metaphor for enlightenment, for wisdom and for awakening. And it is the, the way that the journey of awakening happens. It is like the, the light of, of healing, the light of consciousness. We need a, the human and the human system 
on all levels needs light. So we need it, yes, on this physical level, but we also need it on the on the spiritual level. We also need it on the emotional level. You know, people get depressed if they don't get a, enough light. So the sun is a sacred, it's, it's been holy and held as sacred, I'd say since the beginning of humanity, really. So in Vedic cultures, where this Vedic chanting is coming from that we talk about on this show, the sun has more, there's more than one explanation or description of the sun, like sometimes, and different words for the sun. You know, sometimes I think English is very limited. We have one word for the sun. In Vedic culture, there's many words for the sun, and they represent different phases of the sun, like there's a, one word for the, the sun at dawn, there's one for the midday sun, there's one for the evening sun, um, there's one for the masculine aspect of the sun, there's one for the feminine aspect of the sun. And for this Gayatri mantra, uh, the word that's used is Savitri, and that is the... The rising sun, it's all it's the light that's seen before the sun is actually visible, and it's the feminine form of the sun. And so the chant really, I'm not going to go blow by blow and translate it. That actually is beyond my skill level, and it would also take a long time. But so a sort of an overarching view of what this chant is, is it's, it's a call to the sun, please to protect, please protect me with your divine light. And it's also acknowledging that that divine light is what motivates our intellect in the right direction. So I'm going to go ahead and chant it. I will see it's there's different parts to this chant. A lot of it is repetitive. I may or may not get through the whole thing. We will see how we go. I've never actually timed it. So this is the chant that to this day, I'd say millions of people are chanting this chant every day. So it's a it's a beautiful one. So and just for those of you who know Vedic chanting, yes, when I finish the show, I do do the chant for forgiveness because even though I have chanted this hundreds of times and have put in hundreds of hours of study, I'm fairly confident in saying I still make mistakes. So here is the Gayatri Mantra for you. And if you're listening, just maybe feel that this that within yourself there is that connection with the sun and just to take a moment to respect and honor the sun which is the source of all light and life um, Argo Devasya Timahi Tiyoyona Prachodayate Om 
Same name as the show, the Dunedin Yoga Lady.com. There will be some details up there. There's two ways to learn Vedic chanting. Uh, and luckily for us, it actually goes very well over Zoom. So you can learn it individually or you can learn it in a group. 
And I think that's just sort of depends on your learning style, depends what you're attracted to. For some people, the thought of actually using their voice publicly in front of people, that's just so out of the comfort zone that having individual lessons is better. Whereas other people enjoy the resonance of and the sound. And to some people, it can feel supportive to be in a group. At, this, at the beginning, when we learn ch Vedic chanting in a group, you're not called out to do it individually. Over time, that happens. But initially, you, in some ways, can hide in the group if you want or need to. And I must say, for me, at the beginning, it was really helpful to be around other people who were stronger and more confident with their voice because it gave me something just to kind of slip in next to. But um, now, probably it's not, I don't know, I like both now, actually. So if you jump onto my website, you will see that there's a few options to do the group chanting, which will be coming up in, in, in probably February 2023 at New Yoga. Or if you're keen to get started before that and think you'd prefer one-on-one, -on -one, I do teach over Zoom and it goes very well over Zoom. Most of my lessons now are actually, as you know, when I'm being a student, are over Zoom and it works 100%. So that's all for this morning. Thank you for joining me. Go ahead and have a great day. I hope that you feel the presence of the sun with you as you go through the day. And sometimes you might find a mantra just kind of sticks with you. If that's the case, let yourself chant it. You know, any of these chants that I'm doing on the show, they're safe. Um, you, could, you could chant that and only good things will happen. So thank you. You've been listening to Kate Bendel. See you in a fortnight. I'm Kate Bendel, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. Join me every second Tuesday at 10.30 as we explore all things to know about yoga. My passion is to open the doors of this powerful practice to the community and to share that passion with you. The Dunedin Yoga Lady, fortnightly on Tuesdays at 10.30 on ORFM and podcast from oar.org.nz. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.